You are listening to The Political Periscope, a weekly podcast brought to you by Radio WNET. Interviews on international politics, security, geopolitics, economy and more, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Today's guest of The Political Periscope is Franak Wieczorka, Senior Advisor to Svetlana Tichanowska. Political Periscope. There are Russian troops in Belarus right now. There are many movements. Uh, and some commentators say that the new attack on Kiev, new offensive from this direction is possible. Do you think that this Belarusian offensive is possible? And if it's possible, will Belarusian forces, Lukashenko's forces, join Russian troops? Uh, it's highly unlikely that Belarusian troops will uh, join the war because in Belarusian society there is a very strong consensus that Belarusians should not fight and should not die for Putin and Lukashenko. Uh, there is the resistance towards this war, not just among the uh, democratic society, but also among officials, about military personnel, among Lukashenko supporters who don't want to uh, to risk their lives. But it doesn't exclude the another attempt of Putin to attack Ukraine from Belarus territory. We see the aggregation of Russian troops, of Russian equipment, military vehicles and tanks on Belarus territory and potentially, of course, they can be used against Ukraine. Not this month, not in February. It would take much more time to collect enough uh, army there. But it's not, it's not excluded. Same as the attack by missiles from Belarus territory. It's also possible. You said that there is a resistance even in uh, Lukashenko's regime against uh, directly involving involving Belarus in this war. But uh, is it really like what option does he have? Can he uh, really oppose Putin in this situation? Putin and Lukashenko, they play for the same team. I think they uh, coordinate their actions. And uh, I don't think that Lukashenko is somehow independent in this war. Since 2020, he fully uh, implements the will of uh, Moscow in Belarus. Uh, he destroys Belarusian civil society, culture, history, Belarusian languages, uh, de facto prohibited right now. Uh, he is more pro-Russian than many uh, Russian propagandists. If you listen to his speeches, uh, you, you won't believe that this is the leader of another country. He speaks like the Russian agent entirely. Yes, uh, perhaps he's trying to pretend to create the PR that he is uh, independent. And I see that some uh, foreign politicians, they Um, they want to believe that Lukashenko resists, but I don't think he resists. He just plays his role. He just the performance. Um, uh, in the end, uh, Putin and Lukashenko will do everything Putin uh, will ask. And if there will be an order to do something, Lukashenko will definitely do this because Putin is the only guarantee for Lukashenko uh, to stay in power. Because of the war, Belarusians who were really um, had a very good image amongst um, Ukrainians right now are one of the most um, hated nations 
and by Ukrainians. Uh, of course, there is uh, this part, the opposition, Belarusian opposition, and there, there are Belarusians fighting for Ukraine against Russian uh, aggression. But still, there is this um, very serious conflict between societies, between nations. Do you have any idea, any strategy, how to cope with it, how to bring again uh, Belarusians and Ukrainians together? Situation is dramatic, and uh, uh, it will need many, many years um, for us uh, to get. Situation is really dramatic, and it will take many years for us uh, to find uh, mutual understanding. Uh, we understand Ukrainians because they see missiles and uh, warplanes flying from uh, Belarus territory, and of course they uh, they are angry with Belarusians. Um, we are trying to explain that it's not Belarus. And it's not Belarusians who attack Ukraine. It's Lukashenko's regime. He lost elections. He seized the power. And he became the accomplice of Putin. But not many Ukrainians followed Belarusian events. Not many Ukrainians knew that Svetlana Tsikhanovskaya won elections in 2020. And that millions of Belarusians were on the streets against Lukashenko's regime. But we have to explain, and we do this carefully, and many Belarusians, not just by words, but, but by deeds, show the support for Ukraine. Belarusian partisans who stop Russian trains, cyber partisans who hack, who hack state and uh, um, Russian institutions, and hundreds of Belarusian volunteers who risk their lives on battlefields of Ukraine. There are several very successful, very efficient battalions fighting for uh, Ukraine. And uh, uh, they understand that uh, fighting for Ukraine, they also fight for the uh, free Belarus. And how is it in Poland? Has this image and the situation of uh, Belar Belarusian opposition changed much since the 24th of February last year? Of course, of course it changed, because in the public uh, sphere, in media, always people read that Belarus and Russia attacked, Belarus and Russia um, uh, launched missiles on Ukraine. And of course, the uh, public opinion, it simplifies things. They don't uh, think that uh, it's Lukashenko's people or it's Lukashenko's order. So the attitude um, uh, definitely did not improve. But we see and we feel full support of the Polish government, of the Polish parliament. Uh, Svetlana Tsikhanovskaya met uh, president of Poland for eight times in the last uh, two years and many times uh, in 2022. And we, uh, we see that Polish leadership understands the difference between the regime and between the people. And right now Poland helps us to explain the entire world this difference, uh, which inspires a lot. Also, Poland um, allowed hundreds of thousands of Belarusians to come to, to Poland. Many of them uh, came without visas, and right now uh, Poland uh, provided them with uh, humanitarian visas or residence permits. Um, Belarusians, Poland changed the law and allowed Belarusians to work uh, immediately after coming to Poland. So we, we feel 
this support from the politicians. We really appreciate it. And we also feel that um, Polish society sympathize Belarusians more and more. And um, I think um, uh, it's uh, it's also a task for us, Belarusians, to show that we are different from um, uh, Lukashenko's cronies. Speaking about um, Svetlana Tsikhanovskaya's meeting, meetings, um, she's uh, going to Davos and soon to Poland. What are the plans for those meetings? Oh, Svetlana Tsikhanovskaya was invited to Davos. Uh, it's the big uh, important uh, opportunity for us to tell our story. She will speak uh, from the main stage on the same panel with uh, President Duda. Uh, on our strategy, on strategy of underground resistance uh, against Russian troops and Lukashenko's regime, support for repressed uh, and also support for Ukraine. Uh, she will um, uh, emphasize uh, the importance of not overlooking Belarus in this equation, uh, because free Belarus, changes in Belarus can help Ukraine to win. Uh, Belarus, uh, free Belarus, will be the worst and the strongest sanction against the Russia. Of course, we understand that the whole attention is on Ukraine, but um, let's uh, put more uh, focus of the world to Belarus. Perhaps it will. Um, uh, it, it is the uh, place. It is the way. Uh, to change the balance of powers. Regarding visit of to Poland, uh, she will come for the anniversary of the beginning of um, anti-Russian uprising of 1828. She is coming for the anniversary of anti-Russian uprising of 1863. Uh, she will participate in the celebration of, uh, of the uprising. She will meet the representatives of the United Transitional Cabinet of Belarus there. Uh, she will meet Belarusian diaspora. Uh, will uh, meet uh, Polish parliamentarians as well. Uh, the, for us, it's uh, it's the good opportunity to, to also to speak to Polish uh, population and to thank uh, Poland for support. Yeah, I'm, I have no doubts that one day Russia will fall and uh, this war will end in Russia's fall and uh, Belar uh, Belarus will be free. Mm, the thing is, you said it can be very, very um, strong hit against Russia, but do you think it will happen before the the fall of Russia in this war, before um, Ukrainian victory or rather after Oh, I'm not uh, Nostradamus. Uh, no one knows what to expect this year. Situation is changing and might change very quickly. Uh, it might go to very different directions. Uh, so perhaps the victory of Ukraine will happen soon. Perhaps changes in Belarus will happen soon. Or perhaps the clashes in Russia will start and it will, or effect of sanction. Uh, will uh, will be strong hit on Putin as well, and will change the internal situation in Russia, which will open opportunities both for Ukraine and Belarus. No one knows, but uh, our goal is uh, to uh, make changes in Belarus uh, as soon as possible. And I think it is in the interest of Ukraine, it is in the interest of Poland and the entire Europe. What is Svetlana Tsikhanovskaya's and her team's strategy 
towards um, political prisoners in Belarus? Uh, political prisoners in Belarus are in horrible conditions. These prisons look like in Stalin times. Uh, KGB, uh, Lukashenko's personal security services, they have unlimited powers. They can arrest people, detain people in prisons, are tortured, beaten. They are left without communication with their relatives. Uh, every day, 17 people, 17 a day are arrested on fake charges. Uh, so every morning we open the news feed and we check the names, uh, trying to find our friends, colleagues, uh, are they free or are they detained? So our goal is to pay attention, to attract attention of the world to the situation of uh, political prisoners and to repressions that take place, to bring to responsibility the prosecutors, the uh, judges, all those involved in these repressions. We try uh, to use every available venue for releasing uh, political prisoners. Uh, we um, uh, talk to European nations, international organizations, asking them to put more pressure on Lukashenko uh, in order to release uh, those behind bars. Now, we prepared with them the humanitarian list of those who are in very poor health condition and must be released as soon as possible. Uh, but unfortunately, there is no any response from Lukashenko's side. He is very afraid of releasing uh, anyone. He is uh, thinking that it will be a demonstration of weakness. Uh, he avoids any attempt of dialogue with the people. He, he is afraid of Belarusian people more than he is afraid of Putin. But it doesn't stop us, it won't stop us from trying again and again. And we will be speaking about every political prisoner every day and we will try to make all possible to uh, uh, release them or uh, to improve their conditions in, in jail at least. Let's get back to this internal opposition in Belarus. I'm not talking about fully democratic opposition because you are mostly outside of Belarus uh, physically right now um, or in prison. Uh, but uh, do you think there is anyone in the regime who would be able, who would be willing to sacrifice Lukashenko in order to preserve power, to maybe uh, do some soft change of power in Belarus and uh, and preserve this regime in some mild form? Uh, first of all, I, I don't like using this term opposition because it's Lukashenko who is in opposition because he lost uh, power. And right now he and his small clique are keeping the whole nation in fear. Uh, he is fighting the Belarusian nation, Belarusian people, and Svetlana Tsikhanovska is the leader and the president, uh, president-elect of uh, Belarus. Uh, but um, uh, we, uh, but speaking about the people within the regime, uh, there are uh, those who don't support uh, the regime, uh, but they are silenced. Um, the regime keeps them on the hook. Almost everyone has something. Um, uh, something uh, bad connected to them so regime is able to blackmail uh, officials, military personnel uh, and this is the reason why not many of them have defected or left the country uh, they 
some of them are in touch with us and with our organizations. They mostly share information about the moods, about the situation with Russian army. But uh, mm, I think not many are ready to go publicly against uh, the regime. They see how Lukashenko uh, cruelly reacts to any defections. Those who supported the protest in 2020, they were not just fired. Uh, hundreds were hundreds of officials were put uh, in jail for uh, long uh, sentences, and uh, not everyone is ready to risk. But situation might change when window of opportunity appears. Uh, when Ukraine will start winning, for example, or something else, we will see many, many voices within the regime who will uh, openly defect. And I'm sure that um, in this moment of changes, we will see many voices and many people ready to um, uh, take control, to take responsibility and uh, help uh, Belarus to become democratic. Last question. If... Let's imagine the some movements start in Russia, some violent movements, maybe uh, armed movements. Mm, could we expect the same in Belarus, that the people will just start to fight against the regime? I think the movement will start in Belarus. And it was always like this. First, the protest, the resistance, it started in Belarus, and then some Russian uh, groups um, initiated protests. Uh, I don't think there is opportunity for any protest movement in uh, Russian society right now. People also are either scared or support this uh, crazy war of Putin. Uh, but uh, the changes in nomenclature in Russian elites, if it happens, it can change many things at all. And for Belarus and for, um, and for Ukraine. Lukashenko is interested in Putin right now, in Putin staying in power. For Lukashenko, Putin is the only guarantee uh, of a preservation of um, uh, of his uh, presidential post. Uh, if any processes will start in Russia, it will definitely impact the integrity of Lukashenko's regime. Uh, people around Lukashenko will not feel this uh, Putin's backup of Lukashenko and might quickly uh, leave the system or start uh, looking for the for the way out because not 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 all of them and I would say majority uh, doesn't want to share responsibility uh, for Lukashenko's and Putin's crimes. Thank you very much. Thank you. This was the Political Periscope. The podcast is released every Thursday at 7 p.m. 